Welcome to Intuitive Art Sales. This is the show where I, Jessica Craddock, am going to teach you how to source your art marketing from within. You're going to practice claiming that authentic art business that you want and leading it the most natural way for you to get there. You're going to learn to get connected to your intuition, your confidence, and your community so that you can sell your art consistently while holding strong boundaries on your work-life balance. Welcome back to Intuitive Art Sales. I am here with a very special guest, my husband, John Brooks. Hi, John. Hi, Jessica. (laughs) This is going to be awkward. Okay, so John recently left his job, a.k.a. four days ago, and (laughs) (laughs) left voluntarily and ish um so what voluntarily ish voluntarily ish because of that we have some things to figure out so that's fun but the good news is john already has a side gig that he's been working on for several years he actually creates beautiful functional pieces of steel like sculptures that you put on top of a gas fire pit fireplace that create more radiant heat make it look 10 times better all these really great features and he's been growing that business slowly over time but not had a whole lot of time to work on it so we have a jumping off place and i thought it might be fun to talk through a marketing plan together on the podcast oh boy how's that sound sounds like fun because i need one thanks for playing along i appreciate it Mm -hmm. thanks for helping me with my marketing plan you're welcome (laughs) all right so let's talk through a little bit i know these things but whoever is listening does not so what have you been doing over the past couple of years to sell these steel logs? Kind of throwing darts with no real intentional purpose. Like, oh, I'll try this. I disagree. I'll go ahead. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've been fortunate enough that a uh, patio furniture company has let me into their showroom, um, but I've never had a consistent amount of time to market to the store retail stores that they invite into their showrooms to see their patio furniture. They're a wonderful company. Their name is O.W. Lee. They're wonderful people and a family. And I've been fortunate enough to have some guidance from them. But as you said, I can never really devote too much to it because I've always had a full-time job. Um, I do Etsy. I do random emails to stores. I've used Fiverr to you know bank a bunch of stores and send out promotional materials via snail mail. Um, email, not a whole lot of cold calls. Um, and of course I use some limited social media. So I'm going to summarize all of that. You started off with Etsy and a website and made some sales through there. Did pretty good for a while. That started kind of slowing down. So then you decided retail stores would be a good avenue for you to sell through. So you started marketing with markets and participating in some showrooms, different things like that, reaching out to some stores to get the word out about your product. And that's about where we're at. 
Yeah, I got quite lucky with the um, retail store idea because the owner of the patio furniture company saw my stuff in just one of two stores near our house was I was selling on consignment. So um, it wasn't really my idea. It kind of just ballooned after I said, oh, I could try and sell it at this store. And then I never really pursued other stores around the country up until they were nice enough to let me into their showroom. So moving forward, another idea that you had, similar to like an art fair, but for your market, is to go to different places. What do you even call that? Is it a market? Can you describe that? Because I can't do it well. Uh, yes. So a friend of, or a former colleague and good friend of mine, they own a place in a a retirement community down in Surprise, Arizona, outside of Phoenix. And I was down there visiting before we went to the concert in Phoenix and playing golf with him. And as we're going around the golf course, I'm noticing all these fire pits everywhere. And he's like, yeah, I told you this could be a great place. And they do a vendor day. You know, it's all nice art, soaps, you know, things like that. Uh, artisan made crafts. And he encouraged me to sign up for this this fall. Um, quite reasonable. Just have to make the trek, the hotel room, but it seemed like worth uh, taking a swing at this vendor day where I have a captive audience of around 2,000 homes, so presumably between 3,500 and 4,000 people of these folks who live half the year in Surprise, Arizona, for the most part, most of them do, and then half the year in Washington, Oregon, Colorado, um, California. So I figured why not give this vendor day a shot because not only am I marketing to the people that are down there and there were all these fire pits everywhere, but they all own two homes. So they presumably right. would have a fire pit or fire table, or most of them would if they enjoy it down in Surprise, Arizona. Why not for the cool nights in you know, the Pacific Northwest during the summer too um, when they're up there splitting their time? So um, I'm signed up. We are leaving tomorrow. Uh, and so I hope you're packed, uh, (laughs) and, um, and going to give this a shot. Uh, you know, I have high hopes for this or for Friday. It's a five hour or four hour show, a show or vendor or kind of like a, a farmer's market on steroids as it's been described to me by my friend, Mark, um, who has a home in that community down there. I think this can snowball into across the street per my friend is a higher end, more permanent type of community um, immediately across the street, another gated community that does the same thing, but on the first Saturday of each month. So um, I could combine those and really hopefully boost sales and turn this into a viable traveling, which would be sweet for us and our family, um, type of option for the business to go experience different places, but also sell my art all around. Right now, I feel like targeting the Southwest um, because we're getting into the colder months, but who knows what that could mean for us as a family over the summer and we get that dream RV and go visit cool places and do the same thing selling art. Very cool. It's good to dream. It is good to dream. If you don't have a dream, you don't know what to aim for. Exactly. One of the marketing foundations that I teach is to look for leads and opportunities over sales. And one of the best ways to do that is through in-person opportunities, whether that is putting your work into a group show or 
putting your work into an auction for a charity that you care about or going to a vendor day or joining art festivals, whatever your version of in-person is. And I know that doesn't work for everybody, but if it's at all possible, that is the quickest way to create art sales quicker. So I love that the first thing that you are doing for your business is an in-person activity, a, a vendor day, a weekend market. In my mind, since your schedule's now wide open. Oh, it's open. Wide open. (laughs) I would really love if two to three, and this is not me as your wife. This is me as your marketing coach. Two to three weekends a month, having something like this that you go to for, you know, just a morning, come back home, where you can put your artwork in front of people where they can see it and they can touch it and they can talk to you and they can get to know you. I think that that is really the best thing that we could do in order to start growing this income stream. There's a whole week in there or two weeks in there. So I'd like to add some things to that. But if it were up to me, if it were my business, I would say I'm going to find as many of these as I can and I'm going to sign up ready go. Well, I'm glad that you said go for the morning and then come back home because I thought you were trying to boot me out of the house every weekend. But I think to your point- I want to go camping, yo. I think to your point that um, the touch thing for my product, I think when people see it online and they kind of look at it, they're like, oh, that's pretty. But then when they get into a store and pick it up and they're like, wow, that's a foot long and eight and a half pounds. That's durable. It's going to last. And it's beautiful. Being in front of the people and potential customers is really important, especially for my product and getting out there where people can go, oh, wow, this is something that is going to last a long time. It's not just something that like there's cheaper versions of basically anything, cheaper versions of what I do that will crumble very quickly or, but I use quarter inch steel, but you don't get that just from a picture or looking at Etsy all the time. Some people understand, but for those who may be on the fence, it really I'm very positive that this could be quite a, like you said, launching point off to um, start a completely different business model for me and um, a completely different lifestyle of selling art and doing things on my own terms. Right. I completely agree. And I know that we've talked about this before, but I would almost like to create some markers for success because what normally happens is you go in, you're like, okay, I have this great opportunity. I'm going to sell a ton. And then if you don't, and I'm speaking about you, but really just mindset in general, you think, oh, that didn't work. I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm just going to stop and try something else. But when you're looking for opportunities and leads, over the sales, it creates up to three times more sales long-term. So if you could, for yourself, define a couple of success markers beyond actual sales, what would those be for you? Um, I think for this first one, I would look at it as like maybe like truly engaging somewhere between 40 and 50 people, like 40 and 50 units. 
I feel like if I break even on this, I'll be really happy with hotel and, you know, gas and all that and food for us. Realistically looking at it, I'd say I'm going to be there November, December, January, February, March, probably not April, but it's incredibly reasonable and I've already prepaid for all of them. So if I could sell to 30 units each month, that would be my marker of a complete success. But what if you don't? Does that mean not going to do it anymore? No. As long as I can pay the bills on it uh, to go down there, I'm going to keep trying um, and looking at other outlets. Uh, I would be shocked because of how I've decided to use the pricing structure that I'm using now, um, that it is not a success. And I certainly don't, don't want to go into it going, well, I don't know. And, and I don't want to swing once. And you know, I'm watching the World Series right now, as you probably know, and three strikes and you're out. And not that I'm saying after three, but I'm not going to look at this as just an all-out failure if I don't hit 30 homes. I mean, most of these people have never even seen my product. So I intend on going back in December and January. And also, it's not that cold down there in the evenings yet. You know, it's still in the 60s. And so once that drops and these people want to be outside, there's a reason they have a second home there. I want to re-engage them time and again in an effort to have them go, oh, yeah, this time. You know what? I want that fire pit art. Um, I need that fire pit art and, you know, plant that seed this weekend and then go back. And if I have to plant the seed again, or hopefully people are like, Hey, I'll get those for my wife for Christmas or gee, my partner would super love this awesome, cool, functional piece of fire art for our fire pit. Just keep trying and look at other avenues because why would I not go back in December? We're obviously not going to do Saturday morning this time because we're surprising the kids with great wolf lodge. Nobody tell them. But uh, in December, I can stay that extra night and come back on Saturday afternoon and give the place across the street a try. So I can hit a two for one on one trip. And if it doesn't work for this community, who knows, it might work in the community that's just a little higher end across the street. Right. What you say was, I want to engage between 40 and 50 people while I'm there, but I want to sell 30 units. That seems... How do I say this? You're going to tell me it's too much. <laughs> it, it it does sound like too much. It sounds like if I'm going to talk to 40 people, but I want to sell 30 products, that's a really high conversion rate. But I should also say he doesn't have to sell to 30 different people to sell 30 because most people will buy a set of three. So that would be if I talk to 40 people, 10 people buy a set of three. That's a little bit more reasonable if we look at it that way. I mean, I think the interesting thing about this opportunity is that there are 2,000 units, homes in this community. So, and from what I hear from my friend, everybody goes to this on Friday morning. I mean, they're all retired. It's a 55 and up community. So nobody has a whole lot going on that they, like, it's kind of a social type of event. Sorry, if anybody hears that, I didn't mean they don't have a lot going on. He tells me that they, they're very busy, but I, I guess by 40 to 50, I kind of, I, maybe I misanswered your question was that I was meaning like, truly engage them where either they'll follow up because they have my card or I get their contact info and I'll follow up with them um, out of that, you know, 3,000 to 4,000 people, presuming yeah. that there are two people living in each of these units. So that that was kind of what I meant. I didn't mean talking only to 30, but um, yes, that would be yeah. a large number. But when you break it down from 3,000 people to 40 to 50, that kind of scales down to making more sense. 
So you're looking for 40 to 50 leads. Correct. Great. I love that. How are we going to keep track of these leads? Well, you're coming with me, right? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I am going to be there, but I'm pretending like I'm not. Okay. So what is your plan? Keep track of these leads, John. Well, just asking if I can follow up with them, uh, telling them that I'm also going to be down in December. Um, as you know, I'm not real pushy on the sales front. Fortunately, I don't tend to... You are an excellent salesman. But I'm just not pushy at it. I don't like to have to do it. I like it when my product just sells itself. Doesn't everyone? <laughs> We're talking and that about is, real life. No, I know. Um, and having, I have a contact sheet that I'm bringing down with a couple clipboards. I have a ton of business cards. I have a frequently asked question card. Um, I engage the clubhouse, the activities clubhouse, where they have flyers of mine that will be present. And that was incredibly reasonable for probably in perpetuity down there. And apparently that is a hub of social activity for that community. Um, so people can find it there. Of course, I have a social and a website present. Um, but really, I think what it's going to come down to is me getting their contact information and, you know, maybe a week from Friday, because Friday is the market, you know, following up with folks or maybe right since Thanksgiving's around the corner, right before Thanksgiving, um, maybe that week following up with people either via email or via phone where you plan it back in and they're talking to their friends about it. Oh, hey, or their family members. Hey, look at this online that I, you know, he was down there. Isn't that cool? And hopefully somebody in their family or their spouse or partner reinforces it going, oh yeah, that's super cool. Plants it back in their mind. And then I'm there the week after Thanksgiving to follow up with them in person again. Perfect. I think that is an excellent starting follow-up strategy and we can continue to build on it. So we've got our events, we've got creating 40 leads, contacts, uh, following up with them in the near future. What if we take that whole idea and put it to the side? Because we've got a lot more time in between there. So what else are we going to do? I actually, to be perfectly transparent here, as soon as he came home, I was like, okay, hold on. And got out a piece of paper and was like, here's your marketing plan, ready, go. <laughs> but I want to make sure that it's aligned with you and the way that you are actually going to be able to execute. Some of the things that I put on this list are things that are outside of your comfort zone. I don't see that as a bad thing, but are they things that you'll actually have the motivation to follow through with. So I'm not going to read it off right now, but is there anything on that list that stood out to you as that's the next thing I want to do? Or is there something else that you've thought of that's like, I also want to do that? So the next thing that I, I would like to do besides weekend markets and things like that is I know I'm getting into homes, but a lot of these folks have smaller fire tables, so it would be more kind of consistent type pieces. Looking at the possibility of maybe selling on Amazon, maybe going through that type of marketplace. Also, attempting to target homes in high-end communities. I think that there's a possibility there of folks who don't know this type of art exists and don't know that this product exists. I do sell to a little bit of a more higher end type of um, clientele because they have a fire pit or a fire table. And I'd like to uh, see if maybe 
direct mail type marketing could work for my type of product. I don't know if it will or not. Okay. So Amazon and direct mailers. Mm -hmm. Hey there, lovely listeners of Intuitive Art Sales. It's Jessica Craddock, your guide to navigating the exciting world of marketing from an authentic place. I have a special request for you. I have shared tips and insights and stories on how to connect with your intuition, boost your confidence, nurture your community, and maintain those all-important boundaries to create a fulfilling work-life balance. And the amount of support you have shown me is incredible, and your feedback is invaluable. So here's the ask. Would you please take just a few moments to leave a rating and a review for Intuitive Art Sales? You can share your thoughts, your breakthroughs, or simply why you love tuning in. It is this little small action that can have a big impact on artists worldwide, just like you. And I also want to say thank you for being a part of this family and for helping me find others who need help on their creative path. Your unique voice matters, and together we're making the world a more inspired and vibrant place. So with so much gratitude, thank you for rating and reviewing us on your favorite podcast platform. It means the world to me. So when I'm thinking about a marketing plan, just a really generalized overview, I think, how can I get in front of people? like we talked about with a market or a festival or a something, something, how can I continue to put content in front of the leads that I already have and follow up with them? How can I help people find me? Which may just be those markets and festivals, but in John's case, he is thinking keywords, SEO. So he is on Etsy, like he mentioned earlier. So he already has some product listings. I went through them the other day and looked for some better keywords and gussied those up. But we could take some of those same listings and move them over to Amazon. We've got to figure out that whole back end. But that is a way that people could find you when they're searching for you. Not everyone has searchable art. Some artists do, some artists don't. In this case, John does. So SEO is a really good tool for people who have that type of art. Another thing that can be very important to marketing, and is generally the thing that people think of first, is content. John puts out a little bit of content, not much. Is that something that you would like to add on to? Yes, I need when I to. When I say content, I mean Instagram, I mean Facebook, I mean yeah. uh, a newsletter list, which I know you don't have, that type of thing, a blog, Pinterest posts, all of those fall under content for me. Is there anything that you'd like to focus on around that? I think mostly reels, learning the the ins and outs of doing my own videos and posting things and keeping more content in front of uh, the people who are following, potentially starting to follow this weekend and getting stuff ready to post and continuing to have more of a stronger online presence as far as in the social media world, I think is would be really beneficial to me. Okay, great. So that means that as we are at this market this weekend, and 
addition to getting their contact information, whether they prefer email or text or whatever that is, we also want to say, hey, I also post over here on Facebook, Instagram. Mm -hmm. Is there a particular place you'd like to really focus first? Well, both of them are intertwined. They can be. For instance, this morning, I took a picture of my pieces loaded into the back of the car and I tagged Happy Trails Resort. I checked in there and there's Mm -hmm. 6.2 thousand people that have checked in there. So maybe that'll get in front. I'm just like the pre-marketing flyers that I've sent along. Great. Um, I think also for my clientele, Facebook is kind of a really useful tool. I know some people say it's kind of going away in lieu of Instagram, but I don't think so. I am really marketing towards the 55 plus community. You know, I think we all have friends with active parents on social media that are, you know, way into it. So Facebook, I think would be a great tool for me. So, so far we've got weekend markets. We've got trying to get found via Amazon and Etsy, which luckily Etsy is already set up. So that's not a thing you really have to do anything with. We've got creating more short form videos and creating a follow-up process for the leads that you are creating. Yep. I think that that's a pretty solid strategy. Does that feel like you are doing as much as you can, as much as you want to? I think, yeah. I think that it's probably as much as I can right now with the hope that just the in-person will be quite successful and then building on the leads after that. Yeah. So if we were to break your time down, how many hours a week would you say you want to spend on marketing your steel logs? Say probably between one and a half and two hours a day, maybe. Okay. So is that seven days a week? Is that four days a week? What is that? Uh, Four to five. I'd like to make it kind of a full-time job where I'm not only producing and shipping, but also then doing the marketing content and things like that as the day winds down, I guess you would say, because I am manufacturing something with them, cutting and welding steel. So I guess it would feel like winding down when I'm not covered in protective gear. Um, so that was how it would feel to me. Or as the day starts, you know, kind of getting some content out there, following up on leads, things like that. So you want to spend about an hour and a half a day marketing, getting in front of and following up with, and the rest of the day creating logs, packing, shipping, all of the things. Maybe a round of golf here or there too. <laughs> if you were my client, I'd be like, yeah, golf, woo. But I'm like, hmm, John, you need to do more work. <laughs> but golf clears my head but, and a clear head. No, and, I know. And, I know these things. And yes. it's easier to detach from it when I'm giving advice to someone else. But Doing good things for you also can help your, your art and your work as well as it gives time a breath away from your shop or your studio to then think about things from a different perspective is what I've always I thought. know you're right and I completely agree with you. Wow, I like that. However, I do think that there needs to be a set amount of time that the marketing is actually happening so it doesn't take the back burner. Because it's not your favorite thing to do. I agree. And and it does need to happen more if I'm going to make this into a viable, this is how I create my portion of the income for our family. 
Exactly. And sometimes when we're like revving up, it does take a little bit more than when we've kind of got our feet under us. So I think that one and a half hours, you said four to five days a week, I think can be reasonable as long as you use that time really wisely and it's kind of set in stone. I'm not going to make rules for you because we all know how that goes. What would your, how would you define that for you so that it gets done? Probably we'd want to, as we move into colder months, do it just given the nature of my shop, start off the day with it. And that can give some focus too about what are, where I want to go, what I want to do as far as manufacturing things, creating things. Yeah. I like that. So nine to 1030. Yeah. Ish. Yeah. It's, you know. What? Gotta drop off the kids. Oh, yeah. And normally you kind of kick me away from you during that time, anyways. So, because <laughs> you're get going to work, John. Because you're going to work. So, uh, yeah. Would it be helpful to say Monday I do this, Tuesday I do this, Wednesday I do this, or is that too structured for you? I probably need to get that type of structure going because I don't, I kind of, Go where the wind takes me uh, when mm-hmm. I have, well, what used to be days off. Now I got a lot of them in the sense of, oh, I'll just do a little in my shop. Oh, I'll do this. Oh, I'll go chop firewood. So I think having and creating a, some sort of structure to kind of hold me to it, hold me accountable for what I've said I want to do would be beneficial to me and kind of, you know, saying, hey, get to it versus uh, I'll get to it later on and then get caught up in chicken fencing or whatever it is. So I'm going to propose something and you can edit it as you like, but I'm just looking at what we have already said that you're going to do. So Monday from 9 to 1030 is market day, meaning we are looking for more markets. We are applying to markets. We are creating whatever marketing materials we need for those markets. Anything to do with markets happens from 9 to 10.30 on Monday. On Tuesday is our nurture leads time. That doesn't mean if someone emails you on Friday, you ignore them till Tuesday. But that's my active, I'm going to follow up with stores. I'm going to follow up with people from the last market. I'm going to reach back out to these people who said they were interested three months ago. And then we kind of dropped the ball and make that a really purposeful amount of time. Wednesdays become content day. You said you want to do reels. Throughout the week, you can think of what are some of the ideas. You could do some of the filming like for B-roll, meaning I'm loading up the car. I'm going to turn on my video and have that in my back pocket for when I need to create content on Wednesdays. Thursdays is project day. Project day meaning what is my current project that I am working on besides my core activities that we just listed. So that might be something like getting my logs on Amazon or re- keywording my Etsy shop, which we already did. You're writing this down for me, correct? I'm sorry. You're writing this down for me, right? (laughs) Oh yeah. It's written down. Don't worry. (laughs) 
You can listen to the recording. And write you it down didn't tell me to bring a pen. I know. I know. <laughs> I'm just playing. Sorry. I broke um, I'm looking at the list of things that we wrote down earlier. And at the bottom, it says, ask for video reviews ongoing. That could be a good project for your nurture day cool. as well. Yeah. So really thinking about it in terms of here's my overarching idea for the day. What do I need to do within that idea? And if that doesn't work for you, if that if you end up sitting down on Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday and going, what do I work on? I don't know. I'm supposed to work on market stuff. What should I do? Keeping an ongoing list as things pop in your head of, oh, for the markets, I need to do this. For the this, I need to do this. So that you can refer back to it and just start checking things off so that hour and a half is really productive. I didn't say anything for Friday. Friday is open day. I like Friday it. is either I need to catch up on something or I'm really into this project or I have this cool idea or I need to go golfing. I got two thumbs up for that. <laughs> I like it. Have we forgotten anything? We've got nurturing. So. We've got content. We've got getting in front of people. We've got a project. I feel like that pretty much covers it. What we now need to do is really practice executing that for the next month. See where the hiccups come up. See what's working. See what's not working. And then shift from there. Sounds good. I'll report back. You're not allowed to talk to me until next podcast <laughs> recording. Okay. But that might be fun. Maybe we'll do another one. Yeah, we can. An update. Update. What's next? Yeah. I like it. One more thing, just because I'm looking at our list. You had mentioned reels, and we had talked about spreading those, meaning perhaps, maybe not yet, maybe we just practice on creating them first. But short form videos are great in so many different places. There are YouTube shorts, there's TikTok, there's Instagram, there's Facebook, there's stories, there's Pinterest. You can put videos on Etsy now. Like there are so many places that videos go. I really, as much as I fought it for a long time, I think short form videos are the way of the future and we got to get on board. So eventually we can talk about starting to spread those, but let's just practice getting them done first. I like it because I need to do that. Yes, I agree. Oh, one more thing that we had talked about that maybe we add on now, maybe we add on later. But this could be one of your Tuesday things is creating a list. I made, I made one for you the other day. I made a copy of the ones I give my clients. It's called an orbit list. And essentially what you do is you start a running list of anyone and everyone that can help you grow your business. So for you right now, that's going to include stores that you're in. That's going to include uh, any people that you meet this weekend. It's going to include stores that you have reached out to in the past and would like to be in. And one of the things we talked about was shipping three samples a month to some of these stores that you would like to have as retailers, but they haven't, they haven't said yes yet. Mm -hmm. It is fairly time consuming. 
not super expensive to ship out these samples, but because of the amount of effort involved in actually creating them and getting them to the post office, we had said three a month. Does that still feel like a good number? Yeah. So on this orbit list, we're going to be adding these stores so that we know, oh yeah, what about that store? I'm just going to go add them to my list. Then when it's time to ship off, we've already got a whole bunch of stores on there. We're just checking all the boxes. I like it. Yes. Okay. So this was a lot of things. What are your takeaways? That I'm going to begin a more structured plan for myself if I'm going to make this work. And I need to have a more structured marketing plan, um, more structured days to make this a viable business for me and to be more organized with how I market things versus just kind of trying stuff and after one time saying, eh, nah, I don't want to do that anymore because I didn't feel it worked enough for me right off the bat. I think that that is the best takeaway. I am kind of the best. Wait, no, you didn't say that, right? So. <laughs> so you've been wanting this for seven, eight, nine? How many years now? How old is this little side gig? 2013, I think we started it. I think that's right. And then But you we were enjoying moved. your job at the time. I loved my and, job at the time. And then we moved and then... Maybe didn't like it as much after that. No, I So we it. moved seven years ago. <laughs> so you've yeah. been wanting to make this a reality for seven years. Yeah, but I've been too scared to attempt to make it my reality. Right. So I love your takeaway because it gives you steps toward actually making it a reality instead of just throwing some darts at the wall and then it doesn't work and then you go back to something. What I had. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, there are moments where I've been incredibly excited about my business, incredibly like the ups, doing the shows in Vegas, doing the shows in um, Chicago, where it was like, this is going to be a thing. And then when it didn't work out as much as I wanted it to right off the bat, I kind of said, eh, and I kind of stopped pushing and the effort and just went back to what was safe and what was easy. Now we can't do that anymore. I don't have that option. We don't got no easy. <laughs> so <laughs> give this a try. Okay. Well, normally here's where I say, let's stay in touch. But um, yeah, I'll see you in a couple hours after I finish working. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, no, I mean, I'm not going to come upstairs because you're going to yell at me. <laughs> I got more podcasts to record, man. So where can people see your logs or contact you? Where would you like people to visit to learn more about your little business? Steelfirestudio.com or Steelfirestudio LLC on Instagram or Steelfirestudio on Facebook. Which one, if they could go to one, would you tell them? Go to Instagram because if you like it and I see more people liking it, I'll feel a little more like, oh, I better put stuff out there. That nudge will yeah. be helpful. And send him a message. Yeah. Say, I heard you on Jessica's podcast. Yeah. Good luck. <laughs> Do it for me, please. Yeah. Okay. Hey, Don. All right. Thank you, John, for agreeing to do this. I know that it was really last minute and kind of weird, but I had a lot of fun. Did you? Yes, I did. Good. Okay. All right. I'll see you after I get the kids. Love you, babe. <laughs>
Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you haven't yet, be sure to hit subscribe so that you can get new episodes loaded straight onto your phone as soon as they're ready. And as an added bonus, when you subscribe, it helps other artists find this advice so we can learn how to make our art more valuable as a community. What could be better than that? And be sure to say hello and let me know you've been listening over on Instagram. My handle is at artistmarketcup. I would love to hear from you.